Shut up and sit down. Welcome in, ladies and boomers, to the Bucket and Boomer podcast, episode three. I am Bucket Hat Kyle here with my co-host, Little Boomer. That would be me. Uh, producer Jordan is here today. Jordan, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Got some work later today. We're also here by a special guest, Fire the Cannon on Twitter, Jason Newland. Jason, thank you so much for being here today. Gentlemen, gentlemen, what's going on? Going to come uh, in here to talk about trades and everything Gen- like that. Gentlemen, is there other people here? Uh, yeah, and what? Who? Cora? Gen- gentlemen. Oh. Uh, more like dudes. Dudes? Dudes. Oh, dudes. Bruh. Don't stuff my coffee. All right. Uh, so today, we were just, we're basically what we're going to talk about, uh, a lot of trades uh, happening right now. Trade deadline being tomorrow. We're going to go back and talk about um, some of the s- games that happened last week. Great week for Blue Jackets hockey, really. Three overall. and one. Three and one um, this week. Before we get started, we are brought to you by the Artillery Podcast, the CBJ Artillery. Uh, Jordan here producing our <laughs> stuff. And our yes, space. and uh, side note. You should tell everybody that you're now on your own independent channel. Very true. We are now on our own independent channel. We will post it with the episode today. Go follow, rate, subscribe, all that, all that junk and stuff. Bucket uh, and Boomer. We just figured it'd be a lot, a, a streamlined process, a little simpler. Sh- yeah, we can actually you know? get real numbers and not just uh, artillery <laughs> pumped numbers. <laughs> there yes, you go. that uh, is correct. I don't understand the difference. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Honestly, I, mean, I just didn't want the one stars that you guys are about to get to affect the artillery's overall. True, iTunes. That makes rating. sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. at like four point seven, I think, right yeah. now we on can't, iTunes. We can't lower that. I don't well, we were at four point four before they released our episode. Oh, is that that's right? True. So yes, you're actually, welcome. That's right. He's right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, so getting into it here, uh, news and notes around the league today. Uh, trades so far that have happened. No, notable trades. Um, you got uh, Claude Giroux and Ben Chirac going to Florida. Uh, some picks came back for that. I don't have the entire trade up here in front of me, but um, yeah, I think Tippett come back on the one for Giroux. Tippett, tip a couple picks. picks Tippett yeah. back to Philly, um, and then a bunch of picks. What a haul for that! Uh, it wasn't just Claude Giroux, uh, Connor Bunneman, and German Rubstov, which I think uh, Rubstov is is a pretty decent prospect, a young twenties guy, um, looking like. I don't know, man. Philly's in a full rebuild mode here. I kind of feel bad for Cam. Everybody's rebuilding in the bottom half of the Metro. Just cannot catch a break. Yeah, tell me about it. Chicago, sheesh. What an absolute dumpster fire that entire organization is right now. Uh, Got Lynn home to Boston. Not not, Nothing crazy. Lynn... um, Boston just pushing for another run here, clearly. They they did just re-sign him today, too. Eight years. Yeah, eight yep. years, five eight and years. a half, six and a half AAV. Yeah, I think it was like six that. and a half six AAV. Half. Uh, I've always been a big fan of, of good old Hampy, Hampus Lindholm, man. I, I don't know. I think that he's been a, a solid defenseman in Anaheim for a long time. And he's one of those people that I mentioned that I think is a better defenseman than Zach Warinsky last week on the And he makes uh, three million a year less. It is six point five. Six point five, yeah. Um so I don't know what Boston sent back for that, but a lot of the top teams right now are making some serious moves. Everybody but Toronto. Um, love it. <laughs> love to see it. Yarn Croc to Calgary. Well, Toronto knows they got four playoff games and then they're done anyway. Yeah. Um so not nothing really coming. Josh Manson went to Colorado from Anaheim as well. Anaheim has just dumped their entire defensive depth. Uh, yeah, this is this is one basically. of those years where it's been slow, 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 slow. So the next twenty four hours should be really exciting because something's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And whether that we'll we'll get into that later with the Blue Jackets. Uh, it's the reason we brought Jason in today um, to kind of talk about that. But 
yeah, I, I think that if anything happens with the Blue Jackets, it's going to be bef- right before the deadline or later this evening. It's so. going to be that deal where, you know, the deadline's, what, 3 o'clock, but they'll have the extended time, so you're not going to know the details till 3, 4, right. 5. exactly. Yeah. Something like that. You'll kind of get the base, the, the surface details for sure. Um, so that's kind of what's happened so far. Nothing crazy. I mean, the Giroux to Florida trade was pretty wild. That one, that one surprised me. I really thought Giroux was going to end up in Colorado. Especially with Landisca going on LTIR, they opened up the room via a Tampa Bay method to bring in a guy like that. Can we agree that Florida's gone for it? Oh, I oh. mean, clearly. They, I think they have the best squad in the league They have right two now. issues yeah. right now, though. They have two issues. Goaltending, because we've never seen Bob do it in the playoffs. Untrue, but. He had one series win. Correct. And then what happened? And then we they put up Bob. a really good fight against Boston. Yeah. But the biggest factor right now is: Did anybody see Ekblad go down last week? Yeah, that was nasty. Man, he is uh, it always. Last season, the same thing happened. Right before the end of the season, he went down. And he for the is rest of their the key on defense. And when he goes down, their defense just is not the same. That, right. That is a top. Yep. That is a top ten elite defensive man. Defensive men. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that Drew got moved. Um, Philly clearly, you know, even worse than the Blue Jackets this year. Definitely starting a rebuild there. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to, if they moved Cam. Someone uh, brought that up uh, a couple weeks ago. They were saying, you know, they were saying, is, is Cam good as gone? With I mean, what, at this point, you doing? know, if they're, just, if they're dumping salary with older players, then uh, Cam definitely fits that mold for yeah, sure. And, so and Cam's what mid to high twenties on goals this year. I mean, he's not having a bad. He's year. leading the team he's in points. Leading I think. the team in points. Yeah, absolutely. And goals maybe. Uh, I yeah, say I don't, like somewhere between twenty four and twenty eight. Yeah, he's had a good season for him this this year, uh, which is great. I mean, that's clearly a good trade on both sides. But um, going going away from trades real quick. Uh, last last night. Um, after the game, great game last night against St. Louis, uh, win five to four. Um, Gritty win. Nyquist, uh, Gus specifically after the game made some comments. Um, clearly, he's been feeling good about what's going on around here. Uh, he said that he he likes what Yarmo's doing here, and he wants to be here for the rest of his career. Basically, is what he said last yep, night. He said he believes Yarmo is building something special. Yeah, and he would like to be here to see what happens. And I'm good with that. Yeah, and you know, there's been some uh, rumors. I wouldn't say rumors. There's been a an article that I've seen written about Nyquist uh, about what we would maybe get for him in a trade. And obviously, he's heard those rumors, or he would not have said that last. Probably, night. yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, how do you guys feel about Nyquist kind of being here long term? I mean, he's 32, I believe. He's 32, yeah. Uh, you know, three, four, maybe getting him just to an end of end of career contract. I, I think uh, he's a UFA after next season. So I, he probably still has some gas left in the tank. How do you guys feel about extending him? I mean, I have no problem keeping him here. He started out slow, and we heard the he needs to step this up, and people were ready to scratch him a game, and then all of a sudden he started scoring, and he hasn't quit. The points have just been coming and coming and coming. Uh, he's a great veteran presence. He's great for the younger guys. He deserves and has earned the A that's on his chest. I have no problem keeping him here at a recent decent number but uh brad larson said last night when uh, you know after the game he said that him and line a have been not playing good the last couple months they've been playing great and he said he specifically called out nyquist yeah so i I, easily like our most consistent guy i think uh besides line a i i mean line a is consistently scoring goals um jeff svoboda on twitter last night 
uh, put out the numbers for line A in the last month, I believe. They're sickening. It's it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. And it's, I mean, 33 points in 23 games, I think, for line A. Uh, that is ridiculous how good that is. So besides, if we're, if we're pushing line A to the side, because clearly he's a step above the rest of the team right now, uh, I think Nyquist has easily been the most consistent guy Boone on the until ice. He got Boone, hurt. when he, yeah, but yeah. he's been hurt the last, what, two weeks or a week? It's only yeah. been a week. Yeah, um, it's a week. But yeah, I, Nyquist, absolutely. I would, I personally would love to see him sign a guy, guys like Nyquist and Borachek are just great for culture. Absolutely, and those are the guys that are going to take a pay cut to be somewhere they want to be because they've made their money. Especially in their if they're, at this especially point. if they believe we're building a championship team, yeah. they will take a pay cut to win a trophy. I, I truly believe that we have, we could have a contender here in the next year or two. I, I truly believe that. And we can't have a team of all twenty-two-year-olds. Right, so exactly. you have to have you have to have, have some before. veteran presence, and if you go back and look at you know I think the last like fifteen or twenty Stanley Cup champions, the average age is like twenty nine. Yeah, the outlier being the twenty ten Blackhawks, where I think the average age was twenty two when you had Taves and Kane when they were like really really young, and then you had a couple older guys that were like born in like the late sixties early seventies that were on that team, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't remember who they were, but yeah. you know with with. The lineup that they have, but if you you have to have older guys, you on have the team. that's you that's the that's the recipe, and we've seen that. I mean, that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly why you're here. You're yeah. You're the outlier to try to average out the age a little bit, so we're not right. the youngest. Podcast so we have a median age of what thirty now. He's not too much older than me. I mean, he's talking all this stuff, but he, I'm about to say we're getting up there. I don't think we need. Uh, yeah, jeez, our average. Yeah, we're probably anymore. like thirty five average age right now. Shit, I'm gone. God damn, I'm the outlier. Yeah. No, he's the outlier. I'll say we can use Trevor to, uh, yeah, to your bring, son's it, the to bring, it, to bring right. it down. <laughs> Trevor, bring my number back down. Yes. Uh, the, another thing that happened last night, uh, Elvis injured in the third period last night about halfway through, I believe. 13.53 mark. He left with a tweaked back. Tweaked back. Um, and there was a joke made last night from a certain uh, Blue Jackets personality, TV personality that uh, – he told Maybe me it was. An, and, he yeah. told me it was an inside job. An inside that, job between him and yeah. Corpy, so Corpy wouldn't get traded. Trade deadlines coming up, and he said, "I got you, brother." So I'll be interested to see, you know, how long Elvis is out. Uh, if it's a tweaked back for a goaltender, that's generally going to be a decent amount of time. You think he'll be out for the rest of the season at this point? I doubt that. I. I he was up and walking, and he was wearing a like the back brace that the old guys would wear in the warehouse, and. Uh, it's one of those that'll be reevaluated daily, so I don't see it being a season-ending injury. And it's not but like it's not like Boone, right? Like Boone is always, he's always, I mean, he's moving nonstop. You know, he's getting hit. He's, you know, it's a little different, I would say. But it's still, it, it, you know, a back. I mean, a back's a back. Back's a back, it's, and it's terrible. you don't know until you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and what uh, what I've seen from Corpy this year, please. Let Berube start. Yeah, can we get <laughs> Berube? Hashtag free Jeff A. So, Berube. Yeah, that's, that's another Ugh. thing is Berube is going to have to come up, if, if not him or Jet Greaves or Cam Johnson. Uh, one of those guys are going to make their way up here now to back up Corpy, I would assume, if not start over Corpy because, man, Corpy has had Two rough, goals on six shots year. last night, yeah. 13 minutes. My guess is that if Elvis is out, for any lengthy period of time, it'll it'll it's Corpy's team, right? It's, I, gonna, it's going to be at this point. You know, I think. the the playoffs are at. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like right now, we're sitting at the 14th pick. Yeah, we're out of the playoffs. I want to see wins. No, I want to win. These guys want to win. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Ma- mathematically, but, it's going to be hard. Now. But at this point, losing the, the Capitals. I know where you're going. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a anti tanker, but <laughs> Corpy gives us a good chance to lose. <laughs> 
But if you if you really want if you I mean if you really want to get crazy, bring up Jet Graves and Cam, Cam Johnson. Johnson. But him, you know if they roll. come up, they're gonna they're gonna feel like they're proving themselves and they're gonna they're gonna ball out. They're I can look see like that. Ha- yes. absolutely. That's how that's how it goes. That's how it works. That's how it always works. Barube went three and one, right? Yep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he looked amazing. Yeah, he was he was old and he's trying to like prove All himself. All over again. that crease, man. He was yep. fast. It, yes, it was unreal watching him play up here. <laughs> and the only game he lost was a back to back on the road to Florida and Carolina. Brutal. So Corpy's been uh, has been. We'll kind of just. We'll move up. We're going to talk about CBJ trades here in a little bit, um, but we'll move Corpy up to this part here. Do you think Corpy now uh, is is off the trade block now that Elvis is hurt? Because you know trade deadline being tomorrow, uh, Elvis out for at least the next day or two. No, is there any way not. that Corpy doesn't get moved because of that? Well, there's if Corpy doesn't get moved, it isn't going to be because of the Elvis injury. Corpy doesn't get moved. It's because what are you going to get for him now? Right now, you're looking at. A draft pick, and there's going to be conditions on it. I mean, best-case scenario right now, we're looking at a seventh-round pick. If he plays 25% of your playoff games, it becomes a sixth. If he plays 50, it becomes a fifth. I mean, that's best-case scenario right now. I mean, it's either that or a bag of used pucks for practice. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's really not – I mean, you're getting a really late pick from a probably a team that's just going to get some goalie depth. And so that's coming from a guy that loves Corpy. We all know I'm Team Corpy. I love Corpy. But also we're realistic, and we know what we're exactly. – we, we don't generally put too many emotions into what we're talking about. Unless we're talking about. David Savard. Of course, yes. And the one thing I still haven't – I haven't went and looked at the depth, right? I know there's Baruby, there's Graves – and who else is in Cleveland? Uh, Cam, Cam Johnson. Johnson. Cam Johnson, right? Yeah. So, hey, I, Brad Thiessen's still on the coaching staff. We can bring him out of retirement. <laughs> I mean, he might have to. I'm be. sure li- we could slap some pads on Legacy. <laughs> we got John Davidson, boys. There we That's go. Right. Oh yeah, there good old J.E. Yeah, <laughs> he's the new Eba, the legend himself. Yeah. Let's go all in, man. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, technically, they're still kind of down a goalie in the organization, I guess. So they are. I mean, it, it, it's still it's. There hasn't been any new goalies come in since the off season, so right, yeah, right. they're are technically still down a goalie. Yep. Which I think that maybe before that we were a plus one on goalies because we knew Corpy was getting moved, and then the off season things happened in July, and then we were at where we were wanted to be. I think after Corpy got traded with the number of goalies per se. Not yeah, necessary. I think Jet Graves. There was no way he was going to be. No, Jet Greaves when when in in the preseason he looked like he should be playing on an ECHL team. Well, he had like just he, out, he just came out of junior. I mean, he he didn't even you know. I mean, he was just playing That's junior. Well, another <laughs> another factor to take into play is I mean, we saw what Tarasov did this year. Tarasov didn't get a W, but Tarasov played really really well. I thought he did. No, he did not get a W. He hopped on. He was going to get a W against Carolina, and then he got hurt. And yeah, and we gave up six goals in the third period but he had less than stellar numbers and a record that was not good in cleveland barube did not have a good record in cleveland or stellar numbers cleveland has not had a good year in cleveland exactly (laughs) so when these guys come up here they've been able to perform so you know a lot of people keep complaining about it's not the goalies it's the defense well the numbers are really really not good in cleveland because any defensive men we got is already up here these guys are learning on the job yeah, to an extent. I don't know enough about Cleveland. Uh, I, I think that there's guys down. I mean, they still have Clendenning. And, do they still have no, Clendenning? Clendenning's still gone. Yeah, he's gone. Is he gone? Yeah, you've got uh, – I don't even know who's on that team anymore. You've got Scotty Tuhati and Jake Christensen. That's about it. Yeah, no wonder they yeah. suck. And then we have guys coming – you know, we have guys in juniors. 
Yeah, we have guys overseas that should be here next year. So hopefully, it's going to be. I think next year, honestly, you're probably going to see some of the same thing. You're going to see it's, it's going to be. A, my thought is it's going to be on D for that fifth, sixth, and seventh spot. You're going to. It's going to be a rotating door again because they still got to see what they have. You know, with with, with the guys coming back. Uh, what's his name? Not Nasco. Is it Canasco? Is that how you say his name? And then Nas- only, yeah, sure. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and then only Holm is in junior this year. He's playing. He's on a playoff team for. He was cool in the preseason so. last year. Bjork Vic Holm is that you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of uh, Cleveland, though, we got Kevin Stenland, Tyler Angle, a couple. Solid We're talking guys. about defense. Trey Vic Swolanski's there. Um, Josh Dunn. I've been impressed with Dunn. Um, you also got Liam Foodie, Carson Meyer. Liam Foodie's been Cole hurt Castle, most of the so, year. I mean, the talent mm-hmm. is there, but I mean, they're obviously very young. Right, yeah. but um, look at the look at the defensive men in Cleveland. That's true. You got Harrington. You got Scott Harrington. <laughs> yeah, Jake there's, Christensen. There's some older. Yeah, and there's some older guys. Four yeah. or five guys we've never heard of. That's fair. So, but so some, that's, but some yeah, of these and, guys are too young. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen the play. goalie numbers both in Cleveland and Columbus look like crap this year because of defensive breakdowns. I mean. Adam Boquist and Jake Bean both had less than 50 games in the NHL when the season started. They are literally learning on the job because we don't have anyone else right now. Well, that's how it should be anyways. Young guys that are that good should come in and learn on the job. That's how the NHL works. Right, but a Jake Bean, normally you would send him to Cleveland for a year, year and a half, and then pull him up. Depends on Yeah, it depends on how good they are, I guess. He, did play, sure. he did play some fairly decent minutes in Carolina last year. But not like. But he had twenty two games. Though. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like like heavy, yeah. like half the season type games. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily sold on Tarasov either. I keep being. I, I continue to be told that Tarasov is the future, and he's this, and he's that, and he first of all clearly can is not healthy. He played three games, injured immediately with a hip out for the season, which is not. That's ominous in my opinion. That's not great. Also, that's the same shit we heard about Elvis coming up, was this is the next guy, this is the next Bob, this is the guy that's going to save the franchise, this, that, blah, 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 all that bullshit. And he has not been good. He's been really bad this year. And whoever, people on Twitter t- telling me that, oh, it's he's not bad, this is misinformation, go f- no, that is not true. I've seen, I, I seen that tweet. <laughs> like, that is not misinformation. As a number one goaltender who came out talking all this shit in the offseason about how he's going to win the Vesna for Kivy and all this shit, he's going to score. All he cares about is scoring a goal and everything. Maybe score, Maybe worry about not letting the other team score goals. I would love for him to just stay in the crease. Stay in the crease. Really? What, do, what do I always say? <laughs> stay in the fucking blue ice. What Steve Dangle always says. Like, sometimes he does... <laughs> He tries to do too much when he doesn't need to do too much because he has teammates around him that can do that for him. He has and a d- yes, and he tries like uh, he has not been good this year by any by any stretch of the imagination for a number one goaltender whose whose aspirations were to win the Vesna this season. It is not good. Three point four, almost three and a half goals allowed in nine ninety percent, I think, on a save percentage. That is below average. Yeah, like, what nine oh six right now? I think it it's is. It's not good. So. I'm not sold on Tarasov because well, of Elvis. Yeah, and I was told, you know, go back and look at, what, two years ago? And, you know, his numbers, you know, he that one year was not a fluke. His next year was really good as well. And I looked him up, and he ranked amongst the, NF, or the NHL goalies. In safe percentage, he was 13th. Or, or no, he was – at safe percentage, he was 34th. In wins, he was 52nd. And in goals allowed, he was 13th. Now, to be above average, you need to be in the top 10. To be below average, you need to be 
21 through 32. If you rank between 11 and 20, you're average. So the three main stats, you were average, below average, and way below average. Yeah. yeah. In, in terms of uh, this season, is, I mean, his numbers aren't bad in terms of win-loss. He's 22, 15, and 3. So sure. Over well, that's because we scored seven goals we're a game top, this year. Yeah, we're top exactly. 10 in the league in goals for well, this yeah, year. 100%. But, yeah, his actual, like, s- statistical numbers, not good. 3.38 goals against average. Nine point nine zero three save percentage. So, oh, nine zero three. Yeah, I gave him too much credit. Corpy's <laughs> even worse than that. It's oh, Corpy's, Corpy's in the eight. eight he's like eighty eight percent. Sixty eight, eight eighty eight. So yeah. Corpy right now he is uh, oh lord goals against average for Corpy. Just put out a guess. Yeah, four and a half. I, I was gonna say just under four. Oh, I, I was actually looking. It's like four point two four. You're you're closest. Four point one zero. Yeah, so that's really bad. Against average. Well, have they put Same in the two goals point. on six shots last night? Yeah, something. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, it's it's, it's updated. But yeah, in the save percentage, uh, point eight seven eight. Yeah, and Rimmer last night too. About uh, I remember him saying last night about Elvis. He had he had given up two goals on twenty shots. Elvis did last night. Twenty six. He gave up. Or when at the point when Rimmer you? said this, yeah, he. When Rimmer's, oh, Elvis having a really solid night tonight with on two goals on 20 shots. Like, ne- <laughs> Well, not necessarily. That's not how safe percentages work, Rimmer. But, um, all right, getting away from goaltenders, uh, enough about that. Um, safe Light uh, last night. So all the, uh, was, was announced as the New Jersey sponsor for next season. What's their, sing their jingle. Uh, safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace. Good. I was trying to come up with a, uh, a tweet from that yesterday. I was going to be like, Safe flight repair, safe flight replace, Corpy. <laughs> I was I was gonna say well, that, but and now that like, Elvis is down, it's safe flight repair, Elvis. Yeah, safe flight replace, Corpy. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the tweet right there. That's cool. Uh, you, that's beautiful. So yeah, so I, last I got night, that following the show, I got that yeah. for two weeks or a week and a half. They've been they've been DMing us on Twitter on and the artillery account and all that. Been getting video clips on Twitter and all social on Twitter media. that get a couple that have a couple followers. I guess. Uh, influencers is a watered down term nowadays. Anyways, uh, all about how this is going to be huge. It's going to be historic and and all of this stuff. And don't tell anybody. It's a big secret. But we're going to DM you to tell you not to tell anybody because it's a big secret. Real weird shit hey. that was going on with that. Yeah, and spread then the all, word, but don't tell anybody. Two, two or three videos, like, and then to, to for them to announce, uh, Safe Light will be on the jersey next season. All, all four jerseys. Um, how do how do we I mean how do we feel about all of this coming out? Like that's that's it. That's all it was. <laughs> it was I mean they it were got, a, it got us talking. Yeah, they were in a lose lose situation here because a lot of people aren't happy about sponsor ads on the uniforms. But you know what? If you can put a logo on our jersey and we make a little bit of extra money Who's we? The blue jacket. We don't see that. Beer prices aren't no. going down. <laughs> yeah. Ticket well, no. prices aren't going down. Oh, I'm aware, but when I pay for tickets, us. they are we. I pay for season tickets, so they are we. Sure. Okay, fair enough. So from this point forward, we is CBJ. <laughs> sure. But if that means we can write Line a check for $11.5 million instead of 10 and a half, and that's the million dollars that swings him, fucking put another one on there. I don't care. I Yeah. But that's to get, I want to give him a lot of credit, though. They showed us the jersey. They showed us the logo. I mean, it's on the right side, just below the the red and white line that goes across the chest. It was done very, very tastefully. It looks fine. It does not draw your eye away from the uniform. It's going to show up when they show stats. I mean, 
it was whoever did it. They did one hell of a job, and I 100 percent approve of it. Yeah, I, I read the uh, the article months ago, back over the summer, even before the season even started, and it was you know it has to, it's like three by three and a half by one or whatever it is, and every team it's it's going to be the same same spot. Same size, it, it, you know. There can't be any flashy colors coming off of it. It's going to be, the, you know, it's going to, you know, it's essentially going to look just, you know, just like, like a small spot of the jersey, yeah. right? Exactly. And, and you know, other NBA's done it for years. Sure. It looks, it looks good. Honestly, it's the in the new NBA. norm, right? And so, I don't know. I there, okay. The hype was it was that's funny what, to that's me. That's where I'm at. It was with funny it. to me. I, I am completely. It was it was bored. It was inter, it wasn't even entertaining. Well, it was just like a letdown. Well, I you've met our fan base. We're going to overreact to anything that happens anyway. Sure. So if we build hype and build hype and they build booed hype it in the arena when they announced it last night, didn't they? Yeah, didn't yeah they did. Yes, absolutely. But if you build all that hype and then people boo, half of them are booing because of the hype instead of the actual jersey. There are people that I've seen that are really mad about. A an ad being on the jersey to those people, I say get a life. It does not affect Absolutely. you at all. Right. Move on. I mean, won't affect the game. It not at all. Watch the game. You're it's not, not going to the game. It's not going <laughs> to slow down how fast Patrick Ryan is getting to the When we're sitting in, in the lower whatever, watching the game four beers deep, we don't give a fuck about mm -hmm. a, a jersey sponsor. Only thing I want to see is our goal and their net. Exactly. <laughs> like it doesn't affect you at all. It. All I know is NASCAR has a bunch of sponsors, and them cars still turn left, boys. They still turn left, go real fast. <laughs> real fast. Yeah. Real fast. Helmet stickers didn't slow us down. Not at all. No. And they don't look bad. It, no. It's fine. Now, if, if we start getting to the point where, like, we're KHL, like, with the, the pants covered and the jerseys covered and helmets have, right. like, six different sponsors on, then, okay, then we have an issue. I think I mean, we'll see the ice get like that before the, before the, I mean, the players. Well, look, the boards going around the rink already look like a minor league baseball stadium. They've yeah. looked like that for years. And, the, we, and you know what? You forget about it. You ignore it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not watching the I boards. I tell you I'm one watching sponsor the puck. that's on the boards right now. I, I can't Brewdog. remember one. Safe light. Lucas <laughs> Oil. That's true. The safe light is... <laughs> Lucas Luke, Oil's Luke, one of them? Lucas Oil throws me off every time because I'm like, this is like a racing sponsor. Why are you on the dash? Yeah, I use that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, uh, so g going into that, too, the uh, Blue Jackets are going to be the first team um, in NHL history to have a jersey sponsor on all of their jerseys that they wear throughout the season. Um, they were the first one to get a sponsor for all four jerseys. Because the Capitals already released theirs. Kadapal, but yeah, they, the they're not, they haven't announced that they're going to be from? on the new <laughs> reverse retro. Kadapistan. That, that's how the Blue Jackets <laughs> viewed the Capitals <laughs> the other night. The Kadapitals. They the Kadapitals. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. What, um, that, that also brings to so the fourth jersey next season. Uh, there will be a fourth. And it's going to be a new reverse retro, not the red one that came out last season. Correct. Uh, any any speculation on what you think that might be? Speculation or what I want? Because those are two different answers. I think it's going to be different from the third jersey. Yes. You know how the third jerseys are dark? Yes. I think it's going to be reverse of that. I think it's going to be like super light blue. Well, the NHL has said for the new reverse retros, they are loosening the strings on what they can do. They want it to be something from the team and the city's history. So that opens up the possibilities. Me personally, I would love to see like a chill styled reverse retro. That'd be sweet. Absolutely, man. Because you know, most of us first hockey game in Columbus, Columbus was chill. a Columbus chill game. Yeah. I am not in that group of people. I went but to a I Columbus chill game when yeah. Hank Williams Jr. was there. You want to talk funny. about fun? Damn. I went to a couple chill games, but I was too young to remember. They were yeah. insane. Yeah. I had a friend yeah. whose dad drove limos and he would 
shuttle the players back and forth to their hotels and stuff like that. And it was <laughs> where, what, where did cool they play stores. at? Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds Coliseum. Baby. And they didn't card for beer. The barn. The barn. They still do a skating thing. They do an ice rink there in the winter time yep. at the fairgrounds. Yeah, they play thing. hockey there all the time now. Again, yep. they just re- I think they renovated, right? If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. Not sure. I've seen a lot, a lot of uh, like district and regional final like basketball high school games there before, but yeah. And the CBA used to play. Oh, you guys are probably too young for this. The CBA Continental Basketball Association, man. It, it don't was, remember that. Yeah, it was the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm too young for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, the new reverse retro is coming out. I think, I, I mean, if they did the black and white, man, like the, you know, not, not necessarily the exact replica of the old chill jerseys, um, but doing that logo in black and white and then maybe throwing on like the cannon on the shoulders or something like that, or, you know, maybe doing some, uh, maybe like some uh, white numbers with the red blue trim around it or something like that. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, I feel like that would be a good option. I just don't know what else they could do because, I mean, they already did the old logo. So, like, right. what, what other option is there for a, re- quote, reverse retro? Yeah, I was thinking just, like, the third is now. It's just, like, inverse the colors. You know how it's all dark. And oh. then go, like, super light. That's that the only look, thing I They went, like, off-white. That would look terrible. Off-white? No, 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 not off-white, but just, like, instead of the dark blue, just, like, flip it with the with the majority light blue. Kind of like Elvis's pads, how he Ew. went, like, light blue. To That's the only need thing. to be buried with Boomer. <laughs> Ew. That's the only thing I could think of, man, because I don't think they're going black and white. I don't know. Look, if you're listening to this, Blue Jackets people, don't do that. <laughs> and please don't I'm, put Stinger on it. I beg you. Ooh, man. <laughs> they're going to put Stinger on it. People love Stinger. They do. Uh, people love Stinger. I love the color, honestly. If they uh, did something like the Stinger green, yeah, not like the whole thing. As an accent, not as the whole right, yes. I can't. I couldn't do the whole you thing. You might as well use the fake one that's been photoshopped with my fat head on it. I mean, that would be awesome, too. Yeah, let's just put that on that. You're just fat head is the crest. <laughs> I, I'm down for that. Yes. I uh, won't even charge them royalties. I was going to say, you better charge a hefty fee for that. Absolutely not. You can do it for free. You have my permission. <laughs> All right. Going in uh, to the next segment here, uh, brought to you by, enter your sponsor name here, the back check. The back check. The last week of games, we will just kind of go over here, feel how, see how we feel about them, uh, what we can improve on, the the results and all that Good stuff, gentlemen. Pull up your schedules there to take a look at them. Is <laughs> what you're doing. Uh, so the first game uh, last Sunday, actually, we recorded uh, uh, little Boomer and I, and Jason was there as well. Um, did a little did a little pregame brunch at Standard Hall with some boozy mm. lemonade. Mm-mm. I don't remember that. I <laughs> uh, came back and recorded, and then uh, I. Uh, the boozy lemonade was hitting me for two days after because I didn't drop the podcast episode until Tuesday. That was your blackout day, right? You, we blacked that, out. That you blacked out going full, nuts in here. Full Ron Burgundy <laughs> mode. Uh, so we played Vegas that day. Uh, that is a six to four win for the Blue Jackets. Did, did uh, anything special happen in that game? The most notable thing that happened in that game: Cole Sillinger with a hat trick. That's right. Uh, the second youngest in Blue Jackets history to record a hat trick and tied his dad for career hat tricks. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. And his first—that's amazing. Uh, but his dad actually tweeted Jody Shelley during the game and said, uh, "Mine was in the playoffs. It was in the playoffs. That's correct." Uh, and Jody Shelley meant to it mentioned that in when he was talking about it on TV. Um, that happened. Uh, so Cole Sillinger with a hat trick, uh, second youngest Blue Jackets history in the se- in the the first eighteen year old to get a hat trick in the league since Patrick Line did it in Winnipeg when he was eighteen. Uh, so that was pretty cool stat I thought as well. I think he did it multiple times. And he did it twice. Mul- yeah, yeah, three yeah. times. Even. Three times. Yep. He had three hat tricks at 18. That list uh, that you're referring to is full of 
Blue Jackets or ex Blue Jackets. That's yeah, amazing. Cole, Patrick Line, a Rick Nash. Somebody else on uh, Filatov was on there too. Yeah, That's right. He was the young. Yeah, Filatov was, young. was the youngest too. Have yep. it, yeah. Complete. By a couple, by like a couple months. Yeah, I think. Yeah, filled with Blue Jackets. Um, and that was, that game was once again started off with a Patrick Line goal, who's just still on fire. Just absolutely on a tear. Um, Sillinger, I think, with that is is officially uh, stitched himself into this team as one of the core players at 18 years yeah. old. Absolutely. I mean, right now he's a top six center. In, I think maybe in the league. I mean, I don't know. That's that's maybe that's no. That's I mean, too much. He's top not a, six on our team. Right. He's going to be center one or two. Yeah. So just a great night, really. Um, again, goaltending trying to give the game away at the end there, but uh, we prevailed. The empty netters. Did did Bjorky's empty netter count last night at the end? It did not. No. no. Um, okay. So that happened. Anything else you want to talk about about the Vegas game or that Sunday? What a we kind of already talked about this. Sunday. Sunday was boozy a blur, man. Jeez. Uh, underrated player in that game was my second son, uh, Oliver Burstrand. Yeah. He had four points. I mean, he did have four. That's right. Yeah, he had four points. Up, dude. He's going three assists and Sillinger's second goal, he stole from Bjorky. <laughs> right. That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just barely. It just, I mean, it just barely tipped enough to where the goalie was just completely out of, yeah, he just waved at it. But Oh, Bjorky, 22 goals now. Yeah. We have three players that have crossed the 20 mark. Yeah. It's good. Patrick Line now 25, Jenner 23, Bjorkstrand 22. When's the last time that happened? We usually uh, have 17 had, guys with 15 goals. That's when we had Duchesne, Panarin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dezingle. There was Bjorkstrand. There was a hand. There was like seven that had Seven or 20. eight guys with 20 yeah, plus that yeah. year. Yep. Hmm. What and, what, a, and what happened that year? <laughs> swept Tampa. Fuck yeah, we did. And lost to Boston. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. So the game after that uh, at Ottawa, that was on Wednesday. Uh, that was a four to one victory by the Blue Jackets. Uh, Jack Roslovic with two goals. Uh, my note on that was they that was probably the most complete, solid game they've played all season. And I know it was against Ottawa, but but Ottawa that, always gives us problems. Sure, they do. But that's also with a team like Ottawa. That's something we should be doing against a team like Ottawa. It, it started out a little slow and they were grinding, but at no point, even when they were down one nothing, at no point did you ever have the feeling that we're out of this game. Not not once, not at all. Yeah, even when they were down one nothing. Um, yeah, that's all I have on that one. Jack with the two goals. I think he's turning it around. You said I that think was that was Jack's second game as the number one center, and he put up two goals. It's about who you put around and him. That I, was that yeah. was you know, and I'd put out a tweet earlier that said, "Do we believe that Jack Roslevic has played his way off the trade list?" And it's starting to look like that. I think so too. I haven't heard many rumors about him. I. Also, Patrick Laine is has the has is the best passer on this team. He has the best handles on this team, absolutely, and the best shot on this team. And he's one of the biggest guys on the team. At and six he's five. hitting people now. That this it's weird this, to see that. It's so what weird. is it? He's, he's hitting he, people. He's been hitting people. Yeah, the last he, few because games. he has he has every bit of the body dare to I, hit people. Dare I say, is Patrick Laine a two hundred foot player? He's turning himself. I, I, I don't think, know. I, I don't. I don't know about all that yet. One seventy-five. I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's ever going to make that Rick Nash transformation that he did. Uh, well, no, Rick Nash was a freak. I was just about well, to bring that up. Is uh, Nash brought that up in his speech about Ken Hitchcock and how he, you know, he pretty much had like a come to Jesus moment with Ken mid-season. Yeah, it was mid-season. like, do you want to be a complete player? Or you just want to be a guy that you know goes out there and scores goals. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? And that completely changed Nash's. Style of play. Line A reminds me of a young Rick Nash. 
I mean, big body, fly around, shoot, score, but it's just not. Good skater, man. Not he's not quite there. There, but man, he with that body, like you said. I mean, if he's if he puts that together, it's a wrap. Well, and and he's one only twenty three. One thing I noticed this week too, and we talked about it when he's making these passes. You know what he's doing different on the passes? He's making one move and passing instead of making four moves. Yeah, and he has a he. I, I'm the best. He has the best pass on the team. Sauce, all of it. I mean, maybe Voracek. Yeah, I think Domi. Uh, Domi Max Domi saucer pass. Yeah. Domi sick. doesn't like he. I when I see Domi try to do something crazy, he turns puck over. That 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 pass he had on in that um, it was that one cylinder goal. The third one where he went. Yeah, the hat trick goal. That that was just okay. That, that was, was pretty nasty. That, that was from nasty. the other corner across. Yeah, yeah, yeah they that were was, both rushing down. I mean, he 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 can pass, but Voracek is by I think by far the best passer on the team. For sure. Okay, for sure, I'll give you that. His, I, his, he can just see. And he's really good on the boards. I, I think Voracek is – he has good puck handling, and I think you could put Voracek up there with best maybe best puck handler on the team as well, uh, but not in the open ice. I think Voracek is really good on the boards. He is really good. He's really shifty yeah, and can he, get off the boards. He can the cycle puck. the puck by himself. He, yes. he did last night. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing it last night. Uh, two games ago, wasn't it? He – it literally went completely around everybody twice, and no one could get the and, puck and from him. And then scored, right? Yeah, and then he scored. He scored again last night. That's right. That's yeah. four goals and 41 assists. Wow. That dude is my spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> so good good win against the Senators. Uh, and then we came back the night after and played the Capitals uh, on Thursday night. Oliver and Patrick scored. Move on. Yep. <laughs> Burn the tape. Yep. Uh, we, yep. got, we got our goals out of the people we need to get goals out exactly. of. Exactly. Uh, moving on to the St. Louis game last night, a win for the Blue Jackets 5-4. to four. You two were there. Anything you want to talk about? That was a gritty, grinded out game, back and forth, up and down. It was. And your boy Bemstrom scored a goal, man. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> All, hey, that, he whiffed on a second one though. That's a third on the season now. I think is three third or fourth. Three I think, I think whole said ass goals this I think year. He said four, four, and an assist. So now he has more goals than teeth. Oh, more Jesus. goals than teeth. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, so last night, uh, who's it? Crowley scored again, right, if I'm not yep. mistaken? Did you see scored. that smile when he scored? And uh, Robinson had two assists. After the game, I think it was after the game, uh, Larson was talking about how Crowley and Robinson are l- probably the two the two players right now on the team you can throw anybody with at center, and they're going to – they're just absolutely going to Robinson's to really it up. Has, it is, this has been his year. This has been like his coming out party this year. I, he's quit shooting it to the moon. Yeah, well, he's making just better decisions overall, and he does. He's, his shot has clearly gotten better. Like you can tell. Um, but when he's got, I mean, his, his the way he can go opposite post now with a puck uh, when he's coming down his his weak side uh, is very impressive. I mean, he scored a couple times like that this season, and he's again he's probably the fast guy on the team. Him and Bemstrom, but. Uh, Robinson has really, really made strides this season, and it's, it's exciting to see. Better than Anderson this season, I think. <laughs> oh. I was just going to say, he's for years he's been compared to Big Josh, Josh Anderson, Anderson 2.0, right. and he's just never I – th- I think he's he needs to be comfortable with what he is. Big, fast. He's not going to be. He's not going to be Josh Anderson at this point, right? Yeah, so that, that last goal Robinson, he scored in that I last game, I actually tweeted out, Big Eric Robinson with speed. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, Corrali last night also set a uh, career high for uh, goals and points. So yeah, eleven was a career high for a season. Yeah, that's amazing. He so was yeah, always on the fourth line in Boston. So Corrali um, is top fifteen in the. League. I haven't looked recently, but top fifteen last time I looked in the league in hits. He can't be going down because he's just bouncing people off the wall. Right, he lo- he loves uh, hitting people, and now he's career high in points and assists. Right. Yep. Uh, goals, points, and goals. Oh, okay, uh, goals and. 
points and goals. Okay, not assists. <laughs> right. He, he'll have assists 40 years over. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, local guy that, that comes in, loves the, loves the team clearly, um, l- clearly wants to play here and is doing the best he's done in his career, I think, here in Columbus. I just – I truly hope that he is not scared away or f- made to feel super uncomfortable by some of these uh, fans that call him daddy and shit like that. Uh, it's weird. We want you to stop – um, I have heard that it makes him uncomfortable, like legitimately makes him uncomfortable. And his girlfriend, it makes her uncomfortable as well. So wait that, a minute, you're saying you're saying that the people that wait for him after every game don't have a chance? They don't. Uh, yeah, or make it's fine. I mean, it's fine, but just the the weird like daddy shit and do this stuff to me and all that stuff like it's got you got to stop you're making him uncomfortable clear like legitimately you're making it, me uncomfortable it talking makes, about it, it makes us uncomfortable i don't want to yeah so moving on from that um i said moving on first time moving on yeah the first time today no but the good thing with Crowley is like we said earlier and, and like lars said you can put anybody with them i mean this season started out with the 99 line which was robinson Crowley, and tex right and Crowley was coming here, and the most goals he'd ever scored in his season was 10. Robinson was a really fast guy that shot the puck in the net every freaking time. Tex was this guy that came in in 2019, caught fire, did really good against Tampa, got beat up by Boston, and then underachieved for two years. And then the three of them found themselves on a line together, and they were the fourth line, and then they were the third line, and then they were producing as a third and fourth line. He just makes people around him better. Yeah. Oh, clearly, yeah. He's got that energy. It's it's fun to watch him play, truly. Well, they put him between, what, Danforth and Gauntz at one point this year. Yeah. Nobody knew who Brendan Gauntz or Justin Danforth were when the season started, <laughs> unless you covered the Monsters. Danforth might and have. They, what, Danforth's got, what, eight goals, six goals? So, I don't know. Playing with Corrali. Something. Yeah. Well, he got a contract extension out of it. He was Corrali dinner, yeah. man. It's, yeah, he got almost a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, all right, so going into uh, – done with that. that. That was the back check brought to you by sponsor that segment. Uh, CBJ Trade Talks. Um, so we already th- covered Corpy. We've covered Corpy, but let's just go into the rumors that we've heard. Uh, so Domi, um, off the top, has, has clearly been the most rumored guy for us since the season started, really. Right. Uh, UFA at the end of the season um, probably will walk. I don't see him signing an extension here. I don't see Yarmo right, wanting he's to not sign going, him to an he's extension. He's not going to take less money, and that's he the might, problem. He might, but he's, he's, he's clearly declined since. Absolutely. So he should take less money because he's not the player that he was when he got that contract he has now. Right, he came here supposedly going to be a center, and we've decided that's not happening He's not. Anymore. I mean, in whatever. So it, it's been Toronto, Boston, and the Rangers uh, have been the teams that he's been linked to. Um, Toronto, for obvious reasons, is he's from Toronto. His dad played there. Um Grandma and grandpa go to the games. Yeah, he has got all his family there. And Toronto is just a bunch of vultures in, like that. So Mar- Marner's Matthews in a first. I won't accept anything <laughs> less for Max Domi. Big glue guy, <laughs> Domi is. Uh, Boston, uh, for other obvious reasons, I mean, they're making a push. They need that depth at center. Um, and well, then the, the I mean, the one thing Domi adds, though, is wherever he goes, is he's going to add some grit. So, yeah, for you sure. know, you get a team that you would call soft. Toronto. He's going to give them a little bit of grit for sure you know somebody wants to take a run at matthews or marner you throw his line out there and see what happens 
Yeah. Uh, and then New York. I don't know what we would even get from New York for this. Panarin. Uh, take, we'll take Panarin back, even though Panarin is or having another what, fucking Shesterkin career. Shesterkin, or what's the goalie? Shesterkin. Shesterkin. Igor Shesterkin. We'll trade you one for one. Kirkin. The Vezda winner coming this season. Shesterkin. Yeah, we'll, we'll trade you for him. One for one. I could say, I mean, if we package Domi with Corpy and, and a pick, I could see us getting Lafreniere back legitimately. I'm not. That's not a joke either. There are a lot of Ranger fans that have halfway given up on. I him. mean, he's not. Yeah, he's he's maybe he needs a change of scenery. I mean, maybe he came he came into New York as that number one overall pick a couple years ago. New York never should have got that pick. He's to begin gift, with. Yes, that was it completely was rigged. <laughs> it was rigged. We won't get into that. New York got a rigged pick. Uh, they made the they were in the play. They were like they had a really good team and just lost in that playing game, right? Uh, yeah, yep. they they got sw- uh, swept by Carolina, right? Yes, and then yeah. come out of that yeah. and win, get the number one overall pick for Lafreniere. Yeah. I think, I think, truly, he came into that situation with so the, the expectations were were sky high for that guy. And I, I mean, he, I think it's just too much pressure for him. It was, he needs yeah, to change it was New York. Well, the New York media is gonna. I mean, the pressure there alone will break a normal human. Yeah, that's for sure. So I, I don't really know what we would get out of for Domi. Um, I don't see a first rounder coming out of that. Best case scenario out of Domi, you're looking at. A second or maybe a third and a prospect, a low prospect. Yar- Yarmo got a first out of Nick Foligno, man. So I, mm, you know, just that's saying. a good point. <laughs> and so, now, I think I think Savard was more, you know, a first out of him was easier to get than Foligno. But he got a first out of Foligno. Yeah, so, that's a good point. And, 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 if he's, and he's working with, if he's working with Toronto again, I came from Toronto. So, I, I, man, you never know, man. Maybe we will get Marner or Matthews. <laughs> I don't know. I I think Domi. Yeah, I I really. <laughs> no, but there's no. <laughs> <laughs> Marner doesn't want to play here anyways. He oh, we're like aware. Columbus. He's we're been aware. on record saying that he doesn't like Columbus. That's all right. We don't want him here anyway. Yeah, fuck Marner. Uh, Roslovic. I think that like what you said earlier, he's probably played his way into an extension here and out of the tr- off the trade block. I really believe that because he got called out and he's played so much better. And then with Boone going down, he had to jump up to that first line, and he's done nothing but perform since he's been there. He's done well. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll we'll just kind of skate by that. I don't think that. Yeah, Roslovic. I think is here. Um, I think you give him a one or two year deal to prove that this isn't a fluke. And he's an RFA again at the end of the summer. Yeah, so you could just do a one or year the and end of the see season, what happens. Not the summer, but you do one year. Another one year guy. Yeah. Uh, how old is How old is Roslovic? Twenty five. Five, I think. Twenty five. Um. So then, and then we come to Corpy. Uh. So Corpy has been has been linked to Edmonton, Toronto, and Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's kind of out of that, I think. Uh, Buffalo doesn't. <laughs> they need way more help than just. Yarmo talked to Edmonton earlier in the year, and the price was a second and a third. What do you think it is now? And they turned him down. Yeah, they just straight nope. I think if Corpy goes somewhere and gets a fresh start in a place like that with a decent – which Edmonton doesn't – I mean, I think Edmonton's defense is equivalent to that of someone's like Columbus – Truly, and that's why they are not consistent this year. But well, to get a fresh start, it's going to have to be as a UFA next year. If he gets traded right now, he's going to be kind of in that Kincaid role that we had a couple years ago. Yeah, you're going to have two guys that are already your starter and your backup who have some health concerns or performance issues. He's going to be that third guy that if they need to kick somebody in the butt, they throw him in. Yeah, I I think so. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I 
I hope Cor- Corpy's going to walk at the end of this year. I believe. I don't think Absolutely. he's getting traded. That's my that's my opinion. I don't think we can get anything out of him right now. There's not. I mean, it's it'd be worth, and especially with Elvis going down now, like right. it, it with an injury. Uh, I you have to keep Corpy. You're not going to get enough out of him to make it worth it to give up a goaltender. Um, in general, I mean, you just need a body at this point. Yeah, and the I, Cleveland needs three goalies. Like Cleveland always has to have three. Yeah. So I mean, they would have to like. They'd have to go sign somebody. Elevate someone or sign somebody to a pro contract for like the last 20 games of the season. It's just not I, I worth it. It's not worth him, all that headache. It, and no. Brad Thiesen, I'm tiny. He's right there. Yeah, so it's like to see. And then, Gus, uh, there's, been a, there's been an article. I think Mark Scheig wrote the article about um, not rumoring that Nyquist is going to get traded, but saying if he were to get traded, this is probably what we could get out of him. Uh, I, I truly think Gus is... He wants to be here. We talked about it. He wants to be here. He said so. He's really good for the team. The fans love him. He's just that really solid, consistent guy that is right. out there every single game that is always he's, – you, know, you he, don't ever see him making mistakes, really. He's a mentor. He's a good locker room guy. He has an A for a reason. Absolutely. He's a good player, period. He's just a really good player, <laughs> really solid, good player. He's just consistent. Makes the right decision every time he has the puck. He's not flashy. Like. He's consistent. Yeah. He goes out there. I mean, he's for a, for a fan base that's supposedly blue collar, this is the kind of guy we want because he packs his lunch, he goes to work, he straps his boots on, and he does his job and goes the fuck home. Very stoic. I love it. Uh, and he's a great he's a great, great uh, breakaway shootout guy. Oh, absolutely. Probably our best. Probably the best on the team. Only guy on the team to ever get a penalty shot in overtime. And was sink that it. against Toronto? Was against Toronto, yeah. yeah it was. Right. That was a couple <laughs> years ago. Uh, and then Gavrikov, I haven't seen any rumors about this. You said you saw his, a couple. His name's popped up, and that one makes absolutely zero sense to me right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why Gavrikov would get moved. I mean, I mean, think about it. We're a team that struggles with defense right now. We've, you know, pretty much your top four is Z, Peak, Gavrikov, Boquist, and then your bottom pair is usually Bean and Insert today's Cleveland monster name. Right. So if you have a solid four and he's your most defensive defenseman, I mean, him and Peak, him and Peak, yeah, him and Peak on the PK are Peak, important. Yeah. Why would you even consider trading that guy? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they are. I think th- I don't know where those rumors came from, but probably not very reputable. If I, I saw a guy, I saw a national guy. Was say it the that, athletic? <laughs> I, I don't remember. I, I, saw, just, I know I've seen it from I've seen it from several sources. Yeah, his name has popped up on three or four different tweets from three or four different sites gotcha. or reporters from sites. So it's not one guy; it's multiple people that have brought it up. I did see a national guy who said that it would take a like a major, like something major yeah, to happen no way. to blow the doors off of Yarmo to to get that to happen. There's no way I don't see it happening. Um, so yeah, that's so. Any any predictions that you think? I want to hear some predictions. The the trade deadline is tomorrow. If you're listening to this on a Sunday, uh, if you're listening to this on a Monday, it is today. Um, at three o'clock, I believe is the cutoff. Uh, yep. Any any predictions you think is going to happen with the Blue Jackets before the trade deadline on Monday at three o'clock? I think we lose one guy, and that's Max Domi. I agree, but. We were expected to lose Max Domi at the expansion draft too, and that never even happened. So, who, so who knows? That's fair, but happen. we're also looking at Seattle uh, in that in that draft. And now that we have almost a whole season of Seattle hockey under our belts, uh, how awful that team has been managed. So it does not surprise me at all that they did not draft Max Domi. I think 
every other GM in the league is better than the Seattle GM. They are a true expansion team, and I could not be happier. I love it so much. <laughs> could not uh, be. Yeah, I, I, I think that Domi is probably going to Toronto. I think we'll make another deal with Toronto. Uh, probably get a defenseman back. Toronto is, is deep in, in defensive depth, I believe. Um, I think that we get a defenseman back for him, probably a one-for-one. One. Toronto's biggest problem right now is they have no defense. They, they don't have no goaltending. goaltending. That's their biggest yeah, issue. Yeah, Jack Campbell's is hurt. They they got no – Mrazek came in and played against – us, I, but think up, I mean, up in Toronto right now, like Muzzin's out again, and he's the only defensive guy that really is he got. out. Yeah, Muzzin's out. I don't know. I could see us getting a defenseman back, and if not, I mean, Boston just signed Lindholm. They now probably have some defensive depth to move around as well. I don't know. I, I, if Domi moves, and I think it's going to be Domi. I think Corpy stays, Roslovic stays, Gus stays, Gavrikov stays. I truly believe that Yarmo has an idea of what he wants, and everybody's here. The core is here. And they're not getting traded. There's they they have overachieved leaps and bounds by what we thought they were going to do. Absolutely, everybody season. picked us to finish seventh or eighth in the Metro this year. I did yeah. dead last, except for Jordan. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I we us know. To do pretty yeah. well. Uh, I'm pretty sure I picked us to be like a spot out of the wild card. I think that you did. Yeah, we'll so, go back and listen. You know. No big deal. And if you remember our conversation <laughs> at the Cannon, I said fifth in the Metro, we'd be the first or second team out of the playoffs. Now there you go. Me I mean, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but if you want to say it, I'm Jeez. not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I am saying that we're both geniuses here. Absolutely. Yeah. Bunch of genii around. I know. Here. I feel uh, I feel small in this room right now, Kyle. <laughs> me too. Tell me about it. God, you should come to an artillery recording. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Warren just make fun of me all the time. Uh, well all right. Though. We're done with trade talks. We're about done here. You're uh, wearing brown Crocs to start off with. Yeah. So what? They're just—I've never seen those. those not not even wearing them. They're just laying in the middle <laughs> of the floor. They're just laying on the floor with yeah. black socks. Hey, I do have a tri- uh, quick trivia for you guys. All right. Okay. Trade deadline since 1980. How many players have been traded at the trade deadline? At the deadline, like the day of the deadline. Just yes. You're the, talking the whole league, obviously. Right. Since, since 1980, since 1980 at the deadline. God, I don't know. This is like more go than 1980. 1980, yeah. Um I would say at least 20 to 30 probably go. I can't do the math on that. I'm going to say 2100. Right around 1150. That's okay. a lot. Now, one more and I'll be done. Okay. What play, not necessarily at the at the trade deadline, but what player has been traded the most in the National Hockey League history. In Sillinger. Mike Sillinger. <laughs> Michael Bartholomew Sillinger. That's right. Yeah. I'm making up his middle name. I don't know if Ten it's times, right? He got well, traded. 11, been, wasn't it? 11. It's 10. 10 oh, damn, that's 10. brutal. He'd been tra- he was traded right. 10 times in his career. No, he, play, no he played for like wow. 16 teams. He's played for more than half the league, I think, at that, that time. He play, he has, he's played for 12 teams. To, he played for 12 teams in his career. Could you he imagine his man cave if he kept every jersey? He probably did. He probably did. Yeah. He never got to do a free agency process. Cole's, he just always got traded. Cole's baby blanket was just made out of NHL jerseys. <laughs> just old jerseys. You know, I was watching, like, I was watching closet, a TikTok, actually. and uh, NFL players, they have to buy their jerseys at the, at the end of the season if they want them. They just can't be. NFL? Yeah. yeah. They don't yep. give them to them. Interesting. Which is crazy to me. That is crazy. Yeah. I, I actually, I heard an interview. I can't remember who did the interview or who the player was, but part of his contract he always put in it. He was an NHL player. Yeah. Part of his contract was wherever he went, he got to keep at least one jersey at the end of the year. Yeah. So he has yeah, a jersey always, from every team. They he always sell for. the the used ones in the team shops, right? So that's probably yeah. You got to work that. Oh, that makes contract. sense. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. I just yeah. thought that 
you're making millions of dollars, and you know these guys are representing your team, and that you can't just give them a jersey at the end of the year. It makes no sense to me. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Make it, that's weird. That's why you just go full Ryan Reynolds and steal the entire Deadpool suit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last seg- last segment of the day today. Um, Boomer is simmering today. He's not boiling because there's, you know, it's it's been, it's a, been a good, good week, week in hockey. It's been a decent week. The Washington game, we're just burning the tape. Uh, but Boomer is simmering today. Boomer, what are you simmering about today? Okay. Friday, I watched the OSU women's hockey game on TV. They were in the Frozen Four, which is the equivalent of the Final Four in the men's tournament for basketball. They're playing at Penn State, which has a decent-sized arena. And there may have been 112 people there. Why are they not promoting this? Why are they not selling the seats? Literally, you watch them play the puck along the boards. There's a sign on the one entire half of the arena that says this section is closed. I got online. I was going to go today and watch the actual championship game. But I've got some other stuff going on, so I decided to pass. Tickets were $12. You could only sit behind the one goal. Now, I watched the game Friday. There are nobody in these seats. Why why is the Final Four hockey game on fucking ESPN Plus? Yeah, why is it in Penn State, first of all? Penn State's in the middle of nowhere. It's literally because in the middle of Because it's a frozen four. It's just like the Final Four. It rotates from city to city. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Look, I watched that, that game. Um, shit, I forget who they played already. Yale. Yale. Uh, that was such a great – it was good hockey. It's great – it's beautiful hockey to watch, truly. Like, well, and it's, the amazing part about it is because they can't hit and check. They so can, though. I watched do, them hit and check well, the whole game. They're not supposed to. <laughs> it was a great – I mean, it wasn't they're, super physical, but, but – watch their stick play. The yeah. way they lift sticks and stop sticks, their, their stick play is ridiculously above the men's hockey it's level. It's more fundamental. It is more fundamental. It's not as fast, clearly. I mean, we know that. It's not as fast – um, the goal scoring isn't always there, but my God, that that uh, Gardner goal, man! When she winner. went, she went outside in on SC top ten. Yeah, and then went top shelf, like top top shelf. Just unreal, just unreal offensive play. I think they have great handles. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I watched the entire thing, and I agree with you. Like, I don't, I don't know why people aren't going to these games. Maybe because it is in the middle of. Of University Park, I mean, Pennsylvania. Well, they just they didn't promote it. I mean, a lot of people I've talked to after I went to the Elite Eight game, they're like, we didn't even know there was a game in town. You put that in Columbus, Ohio at the Schottenstein Center, that place, that, that arena is going to get sold out. Yeah, at, at, Not sold out, but sold out like... At the Elite Eight game, they played at the ice rink over at OSU right beside St. John's. And it doesn't hold a lot, but that thing was sold out in like 10 minutes. Right. That's, at University Park, Pennsylvania with two teams. I mean, I don't know. I... I think it's maybe just because if Ohio State was in it, they would be there. But it's, it is it's it's sad that man like I. Well, they just I mean the NCAA is not promoting it. That's what I understand. They're not promoting, and it's just and it's on ESPN Plus. The the championship game is on ESPN Plus. Yeah. The final four games were on ESPN Plus, and the Elite Eight round was on Big Ten Plus. You couldn't even get it on ESPN. Yeah. Most people were watching on their computer because that's the only way they were getting it. And I think just, I think the championship game is on ESPNU. Yeah, ESPNU. ESPNU tonight, even yeah. so tonight. So yeah, yeah we'll just plug it real quick. OSU versus Minnesota Duluth tonight. 
Uh, if you're listening to this on a Four Sunday. Four o'clock. We'll be at our bar watching it. Yeah. Uh, hit it, watch the game. I mean, it's great hockey, and it's it's a local team. It's Ohio State. I know how many Ohio State fans there are around here. So, And this is a team that's looking for its first national title. They've made it to the Frozen Four. I believe three or four times, I think three, but they've been knocked out in the first round every time until this year. Yeah, let's go watch them. Go watch the women play. Um, we don't go to we don't we don't call them mommy or go to the signs or anything. Go to the no. We, glass we with say signs go and like box and we and cheer sticks. when the pucks go in the net because uh, that would be weird if guys did it. So, uh, anyways, uh, we're done here. Uh, I just had to throw in one more yeah. shot at the. I don't know if you if you come to the bar and watch it with me, I'll call you daddy. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'll call you daddy anytime there, Kyle. Is <laughs> well, that you what are, you want? You just want somebody to call you daddy? I just want somebody to call me daddy. You want to go watch some hockey? Bucket hat daddy. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a sign next game. Bucket hat daddy. Bucket hat daddy. Yeah. Uh, we're done here. Can Ladies and boomers. Hat. Daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to tell you a story later about a bucket hat. Uh, oh we're done here. Ladies and boomers, thank you so much for listening to episode three of the Bucket and Boomer podcast. Jason, thank you so much for being here this afternoon. Give uh, Jason a shout out and check out his podcast. Oh yeah, six one four and beyond. Uh, check it out. You guys have you guys dropped any recently? Uh, it should be yeah. We got one coming out tomorrow. Okay, so it's you guys tomorrow, are on what SoundCloud? Yeah, we do. It, we're we're working on it. We're working on getting on someplace bigger. But you know, we're just we just SoundCloud. Have, for we just sure have, we host? just have fun with it. But yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely SoundCloud. It's easy. So. Six one four and beyond on SoundCloud. Check them out uh, at Fire the Cannon on Twitter uh, with a one instead of an I. Right? Is it fire the cannon? Yeah, I don't have the I don't have the password for the other one, so I just use this one. So that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, no. Yeah, check us out. We're on our own channel now. Like, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. I don't know if, even know if I'm saying that right. Follow us. Five stars is the only acceptable rating we will take. Uh, we will decline any four star or below ratings. Unfortunately, you cannot decline ratings. <laughs> we will decline those. Uh, so I wish just you don't. Could. Don't send those ratings in. Just refuse to acknowledge it. Uh, leave yeah. us some reviews on on Apple Podcasts. We want to see what you guys think about the podcast. Um, shit, if we get if we get ten reviews in, in this week, then we'll I'll give out some merch. How about that? We got some merch coming out uh, from the artillery. The first ten people that ten review, well, we'll pick two of you and you'll get some merch. So We'd love to hear it. Uh, go throw some comments out there on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Rate also, us five stars. not to do with this podcast, but tomorrow the artillery is going to be dropping their our trade deadline special. Correct. The artillery podcast tomorrow, trade deadline special. Uh, we're just going to cover everything from the trade deadline. Some stuff's going to happen probably tonight and also tomorrow. So You'll know by 3 o'clock. That's right. We we'll be covering all of that. Um, yeah, that's all I got here, little boomers. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Yeah.